I'd like to transform you all back in time to 9th century China in a small Chinese village. It is a quiet day in the middle of spring, just like any other day to be honest. There's the sound of the wind blowing through the trees and some birds singing and stuff because yeah, it's spring. But otherwise, it's pretty quiet. Suddenly, the peace and quiet is interrupted by a loud boom. The villagers are spooked by the loud noise and all start yelling when they see smoke rising up in the distance. Oh my goodness, what's happening? Guys, 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 what's happening? What's happening? What, what's, what's going on? What's that smoke over there? All the villagers rush to the source of the explosion and smoke, carrying buckets of water, and see that a house has caught on flames and that the roof has collapsed. As the villagers start putting out the fire, a man emerges from the house and staggers out into the courtyard, where he is met by a sea of shocked faces of the villagers. His face is covered in smoke, his clothes are torn, and he's coughing furiously. The village elder steps forward and grabs hold of the man. He asks him, Dude, what the hell has just happened? The man coughs, <coughs> wheezes, Ooh, and mutters weakly. I think, I think, <coughs> I finally did it. <coughs> I created the elixir of eternal life. And then he collapses. G'day everyone, my name is Stephen, and welcome to another episode of the Bamboo History Podcast. For those of you who are new, this podcast is a podcast about Chinese and East Asian history. If you like this sort of content, please subscribe to my podcast to keep on top of the latest episodes and to tune in to the existing ones. I also have an Instagram at Bamboo History Podcast that contains visual content, teasers, and additional historical content too small to fit into a podcast. So please head on to my Instagram and follow me there too. Thanks. To all my existing listeners, thank you all for your continued support. Alright, let's get straight into it. You may recall in episode 2 that I did an episode on the invention of paper, which is one of ancient China's most famous inventions and has been labelled as one of the Four Great Inventions by Historians, or known in Chinese as the Si Da Fa Ming. If you haven't listened to episode 2 yet, go check it out. Today, this episode will focus on one of the other great Chinese inventions, and that is the invention of gunpowder. The weapons we know of today, such as guns and cannons, all stem from the use of gunpowder. For those of you who don't know what gunpowder is, it is a powder mixture that is used as a propellant for guns and also as a blasting agent. Gunpowder is also known as black powder because the powder is black in colour. The irony of gunpowder is that the invention of gunpowder was a freak accident and only occurred because alchemists were searching for the, quote, elixir of immortality. Yeah, interesting, right? that you spend years and years searching for a way to live forever, but you end up finding something that is the complete opposite. So, how did this happen? For a long, long time, Chinese people have always wished to live longer and forever, and were constantly finding ways to do so. This gave rise to the practice of alchemy, which is known in Chinese as Lian Dan. 
how Lian Dan worked was that the alchemists would mix different elements together, which could be natural minerals, random plants, and parts of animals, in the hope of creating an elixir. The practice of Lian Dan and how they selected these elements was primarily based on Taoist principles and herbal medicine knowledge, which is in direct contrast to modern chemistry, which is based off science. Hence, throughout the years, these alchemists would try their best to find this elixir of immortality by mixing different elements together. But for many years, nothing worked. How do we know? Well, they're making something that would make you live forever, so most likely the elixir didn't work because they died. However, a recurring ingredient that appears during the search of the elixir of immortality was saltpetre. Saltpeter is also known as potassium nitrate and is a mineral usually found in caves. For example, in the 4th century, an alchemist named Ge Hong, spelt G-E-H-O-N-G, published a book called the Bao Puzi, B-A-O-P-U-Z-I, which includes a recipe consisting of saltpeter, sulfur, pig intestines and charcoal and the result was a purple powder that exploded when lit with a fire. However, the first confirmed reference to gunpowder occurred during the Tang Dynasty, 400 years later. In the year 808, a Taoist priest and alchemist named Qing Xuzi, Q-I-N-G-X-U-Z-I, wrote a formula consisting of six parts saltpeter, six parts sulfur, and one part birthwort herb. During this time, however, the Chinese acknowledged that perhaps this wasn't the elixir of immortality they had been looking for. The powder they had produced was a very flammable substance and burned down entire houses, so it doesn't really seem like something safe to drink. Because of how flammable this powder was, alchemists called it fire medicine as a testament to their search for a medicine that could give them eternal life. Fire medicine literally translates into Chinese as yao, which is still the Chinese word for gunpowder in modern times. The earliest recipes for gunpowder were recorded during the late Tang Dynasty, during the 9th century, and the Chinese soon realised that because it was so flammable, it was quickly introduced into warfare. Within a hundred years, in the 10th century, we had our first recorded use of gunpowder in war. This occurred in the year 904, when the Kingdom of Southern Wu, spelt W-U, was recorded using fire arrows to attack a ward city, and managed to breach one of the city gates with them. The fire arrows were known as Fei Huo in Chinese, and literally means flying fire. Gunpowder weaponry continued to improve in the following Song Dynasty. In the year 970, we saw the first use of gunpowder-propelled rocket arrows, where a cylinder tube filled with gunpowder was strapped onto an arrow. Then the gunpowder would be set alight, and then the arrow would be fired. The arrow would fly further and faster than a regular arrow because it was propelled by the gunpowder, and it transformed the arrow into a mini rocket. Imagine if you were a soldier on the receiving end of these fire arrows. You'd be like, what's that in the sky coming towards me? Is it a bird? Is it a plane? Is it an egg salad sandwich? Oh shit, it's a flaming arrow! Ah, run! 
At this point, however, gunpowder was just a flammable substance capable of propelling things like arrows. But things started getting real when the Chinese figured out how to use gunpowder for explosives. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the birth of the bomb. Boom. Boom. Pow. A precise recipe for gunpowder, as well as the recipes for bombs and description of gunpowder weaponry, can be found in the book Wu Jing Zong Yao, spelt W-U-J-I-N-G-Z-O-N-G-Y-A-O, which was written in the year 1044 in the Song Dynasty. The book sets out recipes for three types of bombs, a poison smoke bomb, a spike bomb, and a cannon bomb, highlighting that by this time, explosives had already been created. To give you an example, I will list out the recipe of the poison bomb in this book, which I have translated directly from the original text. So the recipe is as follows. 15 parts sulfur, 5 parts Chinese asinite, which is a poisonous flower, 14 parts saltpetre, 5 parts beans, 5 parts euphorbia root, 2.5 parts of tongue oil, 2.5 parts of regular oil, 5 parts ground charcoal, 2.5 parts asphalt, 2 parts arsenic, 1 part beeswax, 1 part bamboo, and 1 part mushroom. All these items were then mixed and created into a ball, which then became a bomb. The first recorded use of bombs was during the Jin Song Wars in the early 1100s, fought between the Han Chinese Song Dynasty and the ethnic Jurchen Jin Dynasty, Jin spelt J-I-N. During the war, the Jin soldiers besieged the Song Dynasty capital of Kaifeng, K-A-I-F-E-N-G. In response, the Song defenders began hurling bombs down at the Jin invaders, which they named Pi Li Po, or known in English as Thunderclap bombs, and these were effective in pushing back the invaders. These thunderclap bombs looked nothing like the grenades that you see nowadays. They were cut bamboo tubes stuffed with gunpowder and bits of broken porcelain, then a ball was wrapped around the bamboo tube. Another example of a gunpowder weapon developed during this era was the fire lance, known in Chinese as a huo chang. A bamboo tube strapped onto the end of a spear was filled with gunpowder and small pellets. The tube was lit with a slow fuse, and as the tube was lit, it would project fire and the small pellets at the direction the spear was pointed at. This is the earliest form of a gun and was first recorded being used in the year 1132 by the Song against the Jin invaders in the siege of De'an, resulting in the Song winning that battle. De'an spelt D-E apostrophe A-N. The reason why gunpowder weapons developed so quickly during the Song dynasty was because they were constantly under attack by their neighbours. First, it was the Jurchen Jin dynasty, which forced the Song dynasty to retreat to southern China. Then, it was the Mongols, who eventually wiped out the Song dynasty after a 40-year campaign. Both the Jin and the Mongols had strong cavalry, and as such were far more superior than the Song in traditional warfare. Hence, the Song needed to develop more technologically advanced weapons to counter their enemies. Honestly, I can go on and on about the development of Chinese gunpowder weapons, but that would take us too long, and I'll dedicate another episode in the future to talk about ancient Chinese firearms.
Whilst gunpowder was anything but an elixir of immortality, listeners will be pleased to know that gunpowder wasn't just being used for killing each other. Many of you already might know this, but gunpowder has also been used for fireworks as well. Fireworks nowadays is used for celebrations, and the best example I can think of is the annual New Year's Eve fireworks in Sydney, where I'm from, and the fireworks used there are epic. But fireworks wasn't originally used for celebrations, believe it or not. Fireworks were said to have originated 2,000 years ago during the Han Dynasty. Back then, fireworks were used to scare off evil spirits, which they did by throwing bamboo into a fire until it started to crack in the fire, releasing huge pow-pow-pow noises that sounded like fireworks. Fireworks were only recorded as being used for celebrations though a thousand years later, invented after the discovery of gunpowder. For example, in the late 1100s during the Song Dynasty, the Emperor Xiaozong, X-I-A-O-Z-O-N-G, was recorded using fireworks for his celebrations. So, the Chinese invented gunpowder and used it for warfare and fireworks for celebrations. But obviously, the black powder was such a great substance to have that it couldn't stay in China forever. Gunpowder spread outside of China in the 1200s, when Mongols acquired it after fighting the Song Dynasty. They then used gunpowder in their campaigns in the Middle East and Europe, which spread gunpowder to those places too. In the year 1280, we witnessed the first Arab recording of gunpowder. Hassan al-Ramar, an Arab engineer, recorded a formula for gunpowder and referred to fireworks as Chinese flowers. The earliest European gunpowder reference came from the text Liber Igneum, a Latin text written by Marcus Gracchus, or better known as Mark the Greek, which contains 35 recipes of gunpowder. We don't know when exactly the Liber Igneum was written, only that it was written in the late 1200s or the early 1300s. There is also doubt as to whether this Mark the Greek bloke even wrote this text. It honestly could have been a Mark the Italian or a Mark the German that wrote it instead. Nevertheless, By the 1300s, there were verified records of Europeans using gunpowder weapons. And there you have it, a freak accidental invention that is perhaps the greatest Chinese invention and perhaps the worst Chinese invention, depending on how you look at it. I will end the episode here because everybody probably knows how gunpowder has panned out in history. Basically, people just started inventing better guns, bombs and cannons because, you know, we all love killing each other and obviously we need to find better and more efficient ways to do it. I guess the takeaway for this episode is that some things in life happen by freak chance and are completely unplanned. I mean, how would the alchemists have known that their search for the elixir of immortality would lead them to a black powder that was an elixir of fatalities? This applies to our daily lives too, and we must learn to embrace anything that comes to us by chance and have an open mind even if it's something that was not planned. So yeah, that's it. That's the end of the story of gunpowder, one of ancient China's greatest inventions. I hope all of you enjoyed this episode and had a blast. (laughs) Don't forget to subscribe to my podcast to check out my new and existing content. And please also follow my Instagram too, at Bamboo History Podcast. If you have any feedback, topic suggestions and comments, please slide into my DMs on Instagram 
or send me an email. My email address will be in the description box below. Okay, gotta go now. Maybe I'll try some of that fire medicine and see if I can live forever so I can keep making podcasts for all of you. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Enjoy the rest of your day and evening, and I'll see you all next time on the Bamboo History Podcast. Bye for now.